So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you are listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley and rachel griman each week we help you grow your business by winning more bookings maximizing your profits and breaking through your limiting beliefs today. Today we're actually we're we're mixing up. We're taking this one out to the community and we're bringing it right to you on the podcast. We are going to be doing a bit of a of a Q and A and AMA around pricing, around sales. Rachel and I will brainstorm in some of the uh, questions that we see come up. Uh, most frequently within the mastermind group, within our own coaching conversations that we are having with other photographers. And, uh, and we also decided to open this up to to the Mastermind Group live right now. And so for many of you, you're, you're aware of the Mastermind Group. You're a part of it. If you're not a part of it, the podcast uh, gets recorded live months in advance over in my Mastermind. It's a free space over on Instagram. If you'd like it's to be... free. Say that louder. It's, right. it's, it's free. free. It's a free space <laughs> over on Instagram. I do a ton of free workshops there. There's there's great content. That's where you can get in touch with me and, and ask questions uh, like we're going to talk about today. But uh, if you'd like to join that, benhartley.com forward slash mastermind. Benhartley.com mm-hmm. forward slash mastermind. would love to have you join. There's like 40,000 photographers there. Uh, it's, it's a great space. And so without further ado... Let's talk pricing. Let's see what let's see what the uh, yeah. community has, and and uh, uh, maybe we can start with one of their questions. We can pepper in some yeah. of our own that yeah. we've kind of observed, and and Rachel and I will kind of like take it from there. Yeah. Um, they asked some great questions. Honestly, I don't even know if we're going to need to do our own because their questions were like specific to the time that we're all dealing with right now as I photographers. It. I think so. And the first one is really timely, so I'm going to throw it to you, Ben. Um, someone asked when people are reaching out so far in advance, like I think a lot of our wedding photographers are seeing right now, people are reaching out for end of 2024 weddings, 2025 weddings, even people are really starting to take their time to plan and budget for their weddings. How do you handle pricing for that? If somebody in October of 2023 is getting an inquiry for June of 2025, they're obviously not going to be charging the same rates then how would you recommend a photographer handle that? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, Bree even mentioned uh, the original uh, poster, uh, you know, 2026. That's wild right there. You know, at know, some point, you, 
at some point you've got to kind of have a, an idea and, and some like maybe some barriers to this, some boundaries in terms of like, what do you, when are you going to not take on any dates? Like maybe you choose yeah. to not even open the books for 2026. Um, and you, you don't want to leave those people hanging. You know, some might say like what a bird in the hand is what's that phrase? Something about a bird in hand? Worth two in the bush. Something like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Something about bushes and hands and birds. <laughs> um, however, if you know, like Rachel, if you know this is what you're up to, and you're gonna right. be you're gonna be photographing whatever it is for the next you know ten years, and you can lock in uh, an early date. I mean, that's just like an early win. Um, what I would recommend is that you take whatever your current rates are. And this is, by the way, this is like some, you want to calculate an inflation, but you also want to calculate it in growth and increase in value that you're going to be giving, increase in talent, increase in value, increase in gear, all of these things. And so I would, I would take a look at each year out, I'd have gone an additional 10%. That's a loose number. That's like, uh, that's not the magic number. You know what I mean? Um, but that's like a good, that's a good maybe reference for, for things. Um, and I, I would say actually anywhere between 10 to 20%. I don't, I don't think I need less than 10. I mean, fa- factoring in inflation, you, you know, you could even start to lose money here over here with how things Honestly. have been going. So I would yeah. say 10 to 20% a year. So she's looking at 2026. I mean, my goodness, Rachel, what that's like, is that two years out just about, you know, so I'd be looking at adding on an it's additional, over two years. <laughs> yeah, an additional 20 to 40% under those numbers. If they're wanting to secure a date that far in advance. Right, right. And you can say, if you have your pricing listed and they're confused about the number you're giving them, you can explain yourself. (laughs) And you can say, hey, I increase my prices this much every year, so I'm estimating for that. I don't know that I would say that right away, but that there's a very logical reason to you're doing this. You're not like trying to con someone here. It's more just like, hey, you have to pay a premium because those that's what I'm going to be charging them. Sure. Um, And I would say, too, most, uh, well, if you're doing... I was going to say, if you're doing things the right way, uh, you just be listing your starting price anyhow. And so like, you, you, it, yeah. I, I don't recommend having all of your collections of all of your things listed on, on your website freely for people right. to just go and like take a look at because prices change. And, um, right. and there's a number of other reasons why, but when it's just your starting price, then this becomes less of a, a point of, of concern. Yeah. And this actually leads really good into the next question from Tara. Um, She recently changed her pricing to four packages, two of which have um, include photo albums. And in most states, you only have to charge sales tax on products and not on your services. Look into your state taxes. Um, That's not blanket tax advice, (laughs) but that's wherever Tara lives. That's the case. Um, So she's worried about the surprise hidden fee that comes from people getting, you know, an added 50 bucks for the photo albums on their final receipt. And, um, you just tell them, you just, you just tell them. I charge sales tax on my physical printed artwork and the, where every single place that you exchange dollars, this is, we photographers start treating yourself like a damn business, like every single place. That yeah. you exchange dollars. There is a thing. There's a sales tax and everyone's used to paying it. There's no surprise. Right. Um, I think- I w- I'm not going to go to Gap, put all my <laughs> stuff up and then be like, no, I didn't. I didn't know that you were going to charge me $10 yeah. on top of the pricing. You just, you just say, you know, so albums start, start at 2000 and then like, you know, and they're like, okay, I'd like to get them. Okay. Perfect. It's going to be 2000. Then when I go to run the credit card, 
you know, uh, we've got a, uh, Ohio has a sales tax for it, you know, whatever it is, wherever you're at, you just, there's 7.5 on top of that. It is just a normal thing. Uh, d- don't get too far in your head about it. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a limiting yeah. belief that we have around treating our art as something that people would actually want to pay money for. Mm-hmm. And anytime we're tacking on anything additional to it, we freak out. Uh, this is a non-issue with your clients. This is an issue with you and your own mind. Ooh, yes. Um, Karen or Karen, I don't know how to say her name. She recently raised her prices and all inquiries have halted. What should I focus on first? And she jumped um, like two to three K in her range from mm. what she used to be doing. So when we saw this question, both of us were like, oh, we have more questions. We yeah. want to know more. Yeah. <laughs> but knowing that she recently, let's assume some things about her. Let's assume she is an experienced photographer. That's she why is. She's I know, I know she's, a, she's a phenomenal <laughs> photographer, too. Yeah. Then, you know, then, you know, that she's worth what she's charging. Yep. And, you know, that this price jump was probably done with a lot of intention and thought mm-hmm. and not just an arbitrary number. Um, but she's seeing in her real time business that her inquiries have halted. What advice do you give her? Yeah. Um, hi, Karen. Thanks for being here. No, Karen's, <laughs> Karen has a, she's got great, great work, great brand, uh, great business sense. Um, and uh, I, I think no matter where you're at, when you do a two to $3,000 jump, there is a, uh, it's not, it's not right. It's not wrong, but it does yeah. carry inherent high risk, high reward. Right. Yeah. The high it's reward. Growing pain. Yeah. The high reward is you get people who book it and fantastic. The high risk is you also alienate the current audience that you have and you potentially don't book. Now, I don't know for how long she's heard no's and I don't know how many no's that Karen has heard. Mm. I would also like to bring up the fall number, small numbers fallacy that photographers love to fall prey to. And that is when we hear no twice, we think the sky is falling and then we start unraveling everything that we've ever done right in our business mm-hmm. to try to get back to just a single yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we hear no mm-hmm. and we're just like, this doesn't work. We're like, well, you just heard no twice. I don't know. Right. So, so I don't know how many times she's heard it. Um, I just wanted to bring that up just to kind of like, uh, it's worth like looking into and actually getting, um, numbers around instead of feelings. Cause our feelings mm-hmm. get really skewed. Uh, photographer yes. math is terrible. It's like, we need, we need 100 good reviews, five star, not just good, by the way, four star doesn't, we need 100 five star reviews to compensate for one four star review. Mm -hmm. God bless your soul. If someone leaves a four star review and has one piece of feedback that they gave in that review, I mean, that's it. You might as well close up shop. Like, totally. Totally. Uh, So, okay. So that all being said, I'm in, I'm in the camp of no matter where you're at in business, no matter what size you are, I love, uh, I call it, I call it, um, um, hamster bites, like a little Mm. bunny bites. Have you ever seen a bunny chew on celery? It's like, yes. (laughs) And, and, and almost instantly the celery has gone, but they don't take one big bite. They don't take three big bites. They Mm -hmm. take like a hundred little tiny bites, but the celery has gone in an instant. Um, and so this is rapidly raising your prices, but in smaller increments, and mm-hmm. the value of this is you get you get validation, you get yeses, you build confidence while you're raising your prices. You just do it every single booking. So mm-hmm. instead of going from 6K up to 8K, I will go from 6K to 6,400. I'd raise it 400 bucks and I'd get a yes there. 
And I'd be like, okay, good. Mm-hmm. People are buying here. Let's go again. And I go from 6,400 instead of to 8K, I go from 64 to 69. And mm-hmm. I get a yes there. Perfect. I, and I'm literally raising them every single booking rapidly in small increments. It, it won't take more than 10 bookings to dramatic. I mean, even for her, if you're raising them like 400 a piece, you know, that's about five bookings and you're now up to that 8K range, but you're, you're building confidence. You're, you're, um, slowly trans, not slowly, but rapidly transitioning your audience, uh, while doing it. Ben, that is fantastic advice. I just got to tell you. That was five star advice. For uh, well, good because if it would have been four star, I would have just I would have closed the podcast up. I would have <laughs> just ended the whole damn thing. <laughs> I loved it. Okay, next question, Lena. I mostly book my four hour package, which is the lowest. The next two are uh, forty eight hundred and fifty six hundred. The lowest is three thousand. Should there be a bigger jump to push people to the middle? Yeah, and, um, and we asked some clarifying questions here for Lena. Yeah, we did. So Lena's, uh, she's mostly booking a four-hour collection at $3,000. And, and she wants to book the middle package. Which is at $4,800. It's an it's yeah. $1,800 jump. And people aren't booking it. They're booking the, the, the smallest one at, at $3,000. And that's only four hours. Now, Lena, she's an elopement adventure photographer. And so like you, we have three options here. If you're trying to book the middle option, you have three options. Okay. Mm-hmm. The first option is, uh, in order to create greater demand for the middle, you either decrease the demand for the smaller one. And you could do that in two ways. Number one is you increase the price. So instead of starting at 3000, you could start at 30, I'm just 3,700. You know what I mean? You could just make it less desirable by increasing the price. Okay. I don't necessarily, that's one of the last things I would do because now you're changing your starting price and that can alienate your audience. Mm-hmm. I would instead do the second option, which is instead of increasing your price, you, you take away things. You take some things off the table. You make it less desirable by removing uh, deliverables. So you keep it 3000 but now uh, it's a three-hour collection you know, or, or something like that instead of four. Yeah. Uh, maybe it has one photographer instead of two. Maybe there's no album instead of an album. Maybe there's no engagement session instead of with an engagement session, right? Now, the, the, the third option that you could do is you leave the starting one exactly where it's at. All right. And instead you increase the value, the deliverables of the middle collection. For some mm-hmm. reason, they're not going up to it. Um, and it, to be quite honest, it could be a combination of all, you do all three of these things. You increase the price just a little bit. So 3000, it's 31 just to make it annoying looking. Honestly, I would recommend, Hey, listen up podcast. I would recommend making your starting price look like a dumb, undesirable number. Like just a stupid. 3,100 is a gross 31 number. 31 is just, it would just piss you <laughs> off. It'd be like, I don't want to, like, that's just dumb. Like it's, there is an mm-hmm. art to numbers and 30, like mm-hmm. 3,000 is actually a really nice number to be at. It's like, yeah, 3,000. I like that. 3,100 is, it just is like, it's, it's, listen, this is a small thing, but you'd be shocked at it. Like, I- you Mentally, just make, it was like, ugh, yeah, as yeah. soon as you said 3,100. So you make it 3,100, you take away one thing that's in it, and then you give one more thing into the 4,800 one. As long as you know your numbers and you're not adding something into the 4,800, the middle collection, that is ultimately reducing your profit. Something like you don't mm-hmm. want to, you don't want to add in an album that's going to cost you 200 right. bucks right. and killing your profit by that. You know what I mean? So those are three of the options that I would give Lena. My guess though, is because people are booking it, you're going to need to take something away on it. Uh, because mm-hmm. it seems like you said the most people are booking that for our collection. It means that it has almost everything that they want. And so yeah. we need to, we need to remove something from there. Yep. And the, Hey, Absolutely. one more thing real quick. I see this happening a lot too, 
if you're if you're seeing people are wanting four hours, sometimes I see photographers adding too much into their middle collections and they overshoot. They start giving stuff that people don't need or want. And so they're they're mm-hmm. actually causing people to not buy it because it has too many hours. If you mm-hmm. know being an adventure elopement photographer that your clients, the sweet spot is four hours, make the middle collection four hours. You're starting one two and your top yep. one six. Yes. You know what I mean? Because you may actually be over delivering and they're just like, why mm-hmm. would I be paying all this extra money for stuff that I'm not even going to use? That is exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, make the bottom package almost undesirable. Yeah. Oh, Tad Thaddeus just dro- dropped into the chat. 3150, 3150, even better. <laughs> even worse. Um, better or worse, depending on how you're looking at it. Um, okay. So the next one, I know you have a lot of feelings about Ben and some of oh, them are man. conflicting. Oh God. What are they? Lucy asks, is it necessary to ask for budget on the inquiry form? Mm. Is it necessary? Not only do I think that it's not necessary, I think it is uh, a terrible idea. <laughs> it's not only not necessary, it's a bad business decision. Mm-hmm. And the reason why, there's, there's a number of reasons why. Number one is you are Can now- Can I guess one? Oh, please. Uh, my guess is that the main reason they shouldn't do it is because then the clients are dictating your worth to you. That's certainly one. Absolutely. Okay, that's, that's absolutely one. <laughs> it is, uh, well, there's so many and I don't even know that one, that one probably conflates into a, a one of the many things that I'm about to yeah. load. Yeah. Go ahead. Now I'm number ready. one is, and this isn't in any particular order. It, it now starts. The conversation has now been primed around price. You have primed the conversation to be, uh, dictated mm-hmm. around price as the, as one of the most important things. Okay. And maybe that, that's fine. Maybe it is to the person, but you're inviting it. You're priming them to ha- like start the conversation around price. So when they pick up the phone, the very first question they're going to ask is like, how much are you and what do I get for it? Like you're, you're inviting that type of mm-hmm. uh, bad mm-hmm. behavior, we'll say. It's like, it's like racing to the bottom line before you even talk to them. Correct. Second thing is you are anchoring yourself against that number. They are now setting the anchor. They're setting the price. Okay. Mm-hmm. And whatever you say, if it's over, that is now going to be received in a, with a negative feeling because they've but now I declared. told you my budget was this. Yes. Not only did they declare it, there's this thing about influence. When you say something, it carries a certain amount of weight in, in your desire to be consistent with it. However, if you write something, if you declare written, it actually mm-hmm. becomes more cemented that you become consistent with the written statement that you just made. People want to be seen as consistent with their, with their words and their actions. And so you're inviting them to anchor themselves to some arbitrary number that they've pulled out their ass because their sister mm-hmm. got married five years ago and she only mm-hmm. paid $1,400 for a wedding photography. And so 1400, I think 14, you know, things probably gone up a little bit. So $1,600 seems to be my budget. They've made up people's budgets are made up. Focus less on the thing that is completely out of your control, their money, and focus more on the thing that is in control, your value, your ability to convey and create value for the client. And so, uh, again, people's budgets are made up. They do not understand the value that photography holds in their life. And I'm telling you that people will spend money on the things that they discover they value, but they don't mm-hmm. understand how much they value. They're a first-time buyer of a high, of a high luxury product. 
Yeah. They don't know the value of it until they actually connect with you. And you create that space by asking really damn good questions that create mm-hmm. the awareness to the value that photography would hold in their life. And this is the tr- This is the same thing as, listen, when I went to Disney World, I had an idea. If you would ask me, Rachel, like my budget to go to Disney World, I would have been like, eh, if I, if I don't know, like probably around 5000 because yes. I didn't understand the value that it would have going the never right. going there my entire life. I'd never been there as a kid, never been on vacation my entire life, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, for taking my daughter uh, for the first time with my wife who'd never been there. I'd never been there to this thing and, and completely blowing that budget. Although I didn't understand <laughs> the value that it had. The same thing happened like there. And you were like, oh, I take all my money. Yeah. This is the best thing I ever ha- that ever happened to us. And I was happy. And I wasn't even mad. It was like, yes, this is exactly how I want to be spending my money right now. 100%. Right. The same right. thing happens when you buy, uh, when I bought my house, when I bought, actually, I've got a great story around tires. When I had to go buy tires, <laughs> I had no idea the value that tires yeah. had to me. I was like, I, I had this dumb Malibu, <laughs> Rachel, the stupidest, the stupidest. <laughs> Car. That is a dumb car. It was the dumbest <laughs> car. Yourself, that was really good. It was, uh, and I needed to get tires for it. Uh, I had already blown the transmission the previous year, replaced that. I'm like, man, I don't want to pour any more money into this stupid thing. I have to go t- get tires, and I'm and I walk into the place. I'm like, give me the the cheapest tires you have. I right. don't value tires. My and the guy's bud- like, do you want to die? <laughs> well, the budget I had made up was like 100 bucks. 100 bucks a tire, right, like 400 right. bucks maybe. You know, and he just asked me a couple questions. He said, uh, will anybody else be driving the vehicle with you? I said, yeah, my wife. He said, anybody else? He said, well, I got a one-year-old daughter at the time. She's now nine. Uh, this weekend, she'll be, she'll be nine. Uh, okay, got it. Okay, cool. And then he goes, will this be a, this is when I was in Ohio, will this be a summer vehicle or all-weather vehicle? I said, well, I'm not, it's not parking the thing during the winter. So, God, right. okay, so you're driving during the high winter. All, all good, man. You, you're totally welcome to get the $100 tires. Um, uh, the, the other tires that, I, that I've put on my own car, uh, they could stop from here to that wall over there uh, in the same amount of time. Like that, like that's faster. A lot yeah. can happen in that amount of time. Right. And I just want you to be aware of it. You're, you're a new father. I just want you to be aware of these things. A lot of people don't understand that. Right. Okay. So we can absolutely get these. Or if you want to do anything else, just let me know. You better but if you believe like to save your child's life. I, I, you but but he wasn't even heavy hit like that. I know. I know. <laughs> I just didn't understand the value of tires. Right. right. I didn't get it. And so mm-hmm. my budget, it was double. I, I, just, I chose to double it. When you ask people their budget, you're asking the, uh, a question that people don't understand the answer to. And just so you're all clear, this is exactly how you should write your website copy too. It's not about the money that they're spending. It's the value that you're providing. Everything you write when it comes to marketing your business should be focused on the outcome, the feature, and the benefit of whatever you're providing, not how much it's going to cost them. So same, same advice applies. Um, again, five star answer, Ben. Well done. Um, the, the pre-workout's okay, kicking in, by the way. I know. I can, <laughs> I can feel it. I feel the energy. Guys, ben literally drove, drank pre-workout at 3 PM just to bring his best oh, advice to you. Shit. Um, uh, Amanda asks, she is switching from wedding videography to photography, but she's been doing weddings for five years as a videographer. Should she be pricing herself as a beginner photographer or stay in similar prices as she was with video? Yeah, uh, I, I, it's a good question. I would, I would, I would, if you've never done it, I'm going to take it on her word that she's never done it. And so she doesn't have any proof of concept. 
Yeah. Okay. Like just because I am a, uh, I'm a wedding photographer and I decided to go do boudoir photography, I would, I, I would probably come in a little bit under market mm-hmm. and then I would rapidly raise my prices after each booking. But I would probably yeah. do that. And I would probably at least, maybe I wouldn't even do that to start. Maybe actually I would, I would start by just like doing some, uh, some test shoots, some model calls, uh, maybe do a giveaway and get some work under my belt that I had no, nothing tied to it. The outcome didn't matter to give me right. full creative freedom to pour myself into the work, to really test, to make mistakes rather than asking any money and really build an incredible portfolio that way. Uh, get those, uh, get those really great, uh, proof of concept, uh, portfolio images and mm-hmm. then come out the gate full price. Yep. So I would probably actually go that route. If you have chops, if you've been, I mean, you, you know, composition, you know, lighting, you know, all that stuff being a videographer, you know, your camera. Yeah. So I would, I would go that route if I was you, Yeah. I would do some model calls, style shoots, I'd do a giveaway. I'd build the work. I do it for free. So you've got no skin in the game and you can just make the stuff you want to make. And then you put it all together. You launch officially. Boom. Mm-hmm. I got this brand new fucking offer. It's the best thing in the world. And here's the price. Yep. Love that. Okay. Lucy wants to start doing destination weddings outside of her home state. Would it be a smart idea to offer her services for free and the couple only covers travel in order to add to her portfolio? Um, she's already done a styled shoot um, in another state and she hasn't gotten any leads from that. So now she's like, should I just start offering things for free? Yeah. Okay. So there's this, there's this, uh, this fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know exactly what you're going to say. And I agree. Oh, okay. Well, let's see if, let's see if we line up. There's this, this dream, this fantasy that, um, if we put on our website, uh, Tampa, Florida wedding photographer willing to travel, or if we put Tampa, Florida, wedding photographer and destination photographer all over the world, or if we put Tampa, Florida and destination wedding photographer, that we are going to start getting gigs all over. We're going to, we're going to actually be traveling and, and we're going to go one day. We're going to be in Colorado and next we'll be in Hawaii. And, and then the next will be on the, the, the East coast. And so, um, you've, it's a, it's a bit of a pipe dream. It, it certainly can happen. It's just Mm -hmm. that if you want to become a destination photographer, you can take control over this and you can make it happen, but you've got to be really intentional about the destination location that you are going to pursue and you are going to lock down and, and not, you're not going to do it. You're not going to try to become a destination photographer, any other location, except for that one location until you've got it down. And then you're going to do a second location. So instead of me just being like, I'm going to be a destination photographer and do some travel gigs, I would say, okay, I live in Tampa, Florida. So Tampa, Florida wedding photographer. Great. I'd make an entire landing page dedicated to one specific location, Utah. Mm-hmm. She mentioned Utah. So she's got some stuff there and, and I would, I would focus on Utah. And mm-hmm. until I started to actually get some build in Utah, I would then pursue a second one. I make an entire landing page to that one. By the third time you do this, you start to hit critical mass. And that's actually when you start to get flown into other places that you're not pursuing. Yes. And I think a great example of this is, um, adventure instead, 
like they started here in Colorado where I am and then they really focused the Pacific Northwest Mm. and then they grew the exact same way that you just described. And it's like, once you get to the point of reaching critical mass where people know about you in several different places, then you're going to get start getting, you can start to switch your website and your SEO for being just a destination photographer. But until you get there, you need to be so specific about where you're going and you need to start forming partnerships or relationships with other vendors in that place that way you're getting more inquiries from there like you need to become a known presence in wherever you're trying to go that you don't live yeah so she says she wants to start doing destination weddings uh so she says she did a style shoot in utah and she hasn't gotten any leads from it you just haven't done enough in utah and you got to just focus up on utah instead of destination as a general term you need to go focus up on utah and you need exactly what Rachel said. Get that landing page. Yep. Get a, build a landing page. Uh, do pillar content. If you're in book solid, phase eight of book solid, do create pillar content around uh, that location. Start making meaningful relationships, partnerships, hold a giveaway just for that location. Um, you just need to do more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe network with other photographers who work there and see if you can become a referral for them if they don't already have that. Mm-hmm. There's so many ways of doing it, but the most important piece of advice Ben just gave is doing it in one place. Yep. Um, and that's where your first. next vacation should be. Go go vacation there. Yeah. Go like like you're going to be obsessed <laughs> with that one share. spot. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good advice. Um, okay, I'm scrolling through, looking for the next one. Okay, how. Maddie wants to know, how do you suggest we handle asking, not asking for budget if you have a business with a few associates at different tiers? I'm trying to understand this question. Let me read this. Okay. How do you suggest we handle not asking budget if you have a business with a few associates Mm -hmm. at different tiers? Well, there's a lot of different ways to do associate photography. And I can't tell you what's the best solution for you because anytime you're building out an associate business, it is completely customized to your goals, their goals, all kinds of, and there's so many different ways to do it. Uh, what I would say is what I've done. Uh, I'll, I'll just speak to this. This is one way that you can go about doing it. Um, I always sold myself first. I always started at the top. Okay. So if I was available, like I would always, I'm going to be offering me. And once I'm I like I they can't get me booked or whatever. Then I start offering, like, hey, I'm unavailable. However, I have so and so at this. You know, you could also you know work with them at this price. And I would just express that over the phone. But I only marketed the one price uh, for our main studio photographers. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. But again, you can get creative with it because like Ben said, there's many ways to run an associate program. Um, but I don't think their budget should factor in. It's more just like, here's what we have. Like, like I have obviously associate writers with me. So the way I market it, like I'm always more expensive, but it's like they're going to get the prices of the associates along with my pricing. So it's kind of their choice if they want to hire me or an associate. Right, Ben? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's another way to do it too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it you, does, can, you can, it, you just have to see what works with you and your clients with me and my clients that works perfectly because I'm not looking to book myself as much. I want them to book associates. So that's why I position the pricing right next to each other. Like, Hey, you're going to have to pay a lot more for me because I want my associates to get booked. Yeah. So it just has to do with your desire at the end of the day. 
Yeah, yeah. Some people are trying to book themselves up first, and then they overflow into the others. Yeah. If that's the case, you put your starting price on the website. You book yes. up as all you want. Once you stop wanting to take any more gigs, then you overflow down into the associates. Or you yeah. could, I, I believe, what you're kind of saying is, have you can have two starting prices on the website. Uh, work with Ben, this starting price. Work with yeah. the associate team, this starting price. You're not asking yeah. for budget. You're just letting them know where you start at. And then totally. when they connect with you, then you, you just have the conversation, you know, it totally depends on the goal. And honestly, I don't even have my starting price on the website because I'm trying to book my associates first. I'm only going to step in and write if we're completely out of spots. I want them writing. So my starting price on my website is their pricing. That way, when they're getting an email from me, it's even more shocking to see mine. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's like, OK, and that really works for us. So um, but again, it has to do with the number. So think about what your goal is before you present numbers publicly. Um, okay. We have time for one more question. Let's do it. This is from Lucy. Um, and I actually love this question because I'm curious your thoughts, Ben. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts on all inclusive packages? Like if like only offering one package for everybody just versus the one thing. just the one thing versus having four of them. Yeah. Um, uh, it seems like, if people don't really know what they need and you as the photographer know what your clients need, why not just like take the guesswork for out of it for everybody and just offer one thing? Yeah. So I would, I'm going to give you another, a better option to do instead of this. So some people do this and usually the people you find doing this, they're, we'll, we'll call them celebrity photographers. They wouldn't, they wouldn't say that about themselves because, um, there, there's like a false humility around it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's like this, this idea that like, it, if you're really in high, high, high demand, you can ignore everything about like, uh, helping to move the sale in a certain direction. You can just be like, this is my price, take it or leave it. And this is just what I do. Cause it's all I want to do. And you'll get booked anyhow. So you can do these things. Um, it's you're you're just gonna play on hard mode, and if you can afford mm -hmm. to play on hard mode in terms of getting bookings, then by all means do it. It does simplify things. It simplifies stuff for you certainly, right? It's just you'll you will get fewer bookings because you're going to leave all of the rules of of influence and sales and and, and positioning and everything completely to the wayside. Um, and so uh, rules just like even Goldilocks principle, like people like the middle class, everyone views themselves as middle class, the lower class, they overestimate their value, the upper class, they underestimate the, their value. This is why around voting time, everyone's speaking to the middle class because we all view ourselves in the middle. <laughs> Nobody wants yeah. to be seen as poor. Nobody wants to see, be seen as like, you know, uh, uh, overly, uh, what's the, wealthy. Yeah. Rich. It's like, yeah, rich. Like we just want to be in the middle. And so we buy in the middle. This is why the triple cheeseburger was invented, not to sell triple cheeseburgers, but to sell more doubles because it's right in the middle. People People just, they don't want the single. That's a little too much or too little. We don't want the triple. That's too much. I'll get the double. And so these mm. are just like general rules that help to move people to their buying decisions. Goldilocks principle, not too hot, not too cold, right in the middle. So you'd be completely ignoring all of that and just being like, here's the one thing. Not only that, but some people don't want 10 hours. Some people, they're right. just like, I don't need 10 hours. And so they're not going to hire you because you're only giving them one solution to work with you. And they don't want that one. Uh, then the other direction is some people want 12. And now you're only giving yeah. them one solution. And so yeah. I would actually suggest, Lucy, if you really are interested in this idea of an all-inclusive package, 
that is the one option designed for that client that you spend time diagnosing. You have a rough idea of where things begin, but you then, and you can list that. Here's where things begin. Most clients tend to book around this, but you would diagnose the client and you would create a custom option for each client. And you would present mm-hmm. that after you diagnose yeah. their needs, their, you know, what they want and what they value. You would then create the collection that has exactly what it is that they want. Now, even doing this though, Lucy, I would make the perfect package exactly for them. And then right next to it, I would make, here's the perfect package with a couple things less. And here's the perfect package with a couple things added. All right. So I would still do the Goldilocks while doing this, but it'd be very clear that this is the option for them. That's, that's how mm-hmm. I would do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually think that's really smart. A lot of my clients, especially adventure elopement photographers do only customizable packages because everybody's doing such unique things. But I think it's really smart to still present it with other choices just so they still feel like they are participating in this choice with you. Um, uh, Okay. I think we made it through all of the questions. Well done. Amped up, Ben. You want to take a run now? (laughs) No, I don't run. I'm I'm just going to go lift something heavy. That's all. (laughs) That's uh, that's what I'm gonna do. That was fun. Thanks for the mastermind. Thanks for asking the questions. Podcast. Thanks for yeah. being here. And listen, I, I, podcast listeners, I'd love to have you become a part of these. If you if you enjoy this format, I know you didn't get to to ask any podcasts, but I'd love to have you actually jump into the mastermind and, and let me know if you enjoyed this, and um and then become a part of the next one. I think it'd be I think it'd be pretty cool to do. Yeah, we should start doing these at least quarterly. Yeah, I agree. Maybe next time too. Uh, we can we can turn this on its head a bit more. Uh, you kind of was were framing up a lot of the questions, and I was giving the answers. Well, maybe maybe next one we'll have you uh, we'll have you spearheaded. Yeah, maybe we can do copy. Oh, yeah, it could be a it could be a Q and A, AMA on like website. Yeah, yeah, website or messaging. Yeah, messaging copy. Yeah, uh, words just words. All the words. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. Okay, cool. Hey, thank you so much for being here, everybody. Until next week, keep showing up. And be kind to yourself.